Before we start, just a quick reminder that you can get a copy of my book, The Fix, or the electronic or audible version from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or at all major retailers. In reading The Fix, you'll learn how gender inequality works, what the 17 most common barriers are that all women face, and how gender inequality creates challenges to men's fulfillment of work. Most importantly, you'll learn what we can do to remove these obstacles and how we can begin to make workplaces work for everyone. So get your copy today and let me know what you think by leaving a review on Amazon. When you look at the Black community, you know, single motherhood is very high. And if the Black woman is being let out of work, that means there's more chance for families to go into poverty if they're not able to transition quickly. And this really is stemming from, you know, the lower paid jobs where, you know, Blacks and and Latins are being affected. They sometimes don't have the resources to be more competitive for jobs. The pandemic has put so many businesses and so many people out of work or closing that we now have to take stock and look at what is the next step. As companies, we have the great task of being able to take a step back and look at ourselves and the the rights and wrongs or things that need to make change. I'm your host, Michelle King, and you're listening to The Fix, a podcast that shares the stories of remarkable people who are innovating and taking action to advance equality in the workplace and beyond. The first unemployment wave in the United States due to the COVID-19 pandemic disproportionately impacted women. When the pandemic first hit in March, over 700,000 people lost their jobs and nearly 60% of them were women, according to the United States Labor Department. Not much has changed since then. More than 36 million Americans are now unemployed and women and minorities have been hardest hit. Women are overrepresented in the hospitality, childcare, leisure, and retail industries, which are currently experiencing the biggest losses. Other sectors like education, government, and healthcare also tend to be dominated by women. The current economic situation is unlike the last recession the United States experienced in 2008 and 2009, which hit male-dominated industries like finance and construction first. Finance jobs have higher incomes and manufacturing jobs tend to be unionized, but the industries experiencing a downturn now don't offer the same protections to workers. On today's episode, we'll be speaking with the CEO of vcandidates.com, LT Ladino Bryson, known as the employment therapist, who will share what candidates can do to land their next job and why COVID-19 presents a major opportunity for companies to rethink their commitment to equality. Even before the pandemic, women of colour faced many barriers to advancement in organisations. This is evidenced by the fact that under 1% of Fortune 500 CEOs are women of colour. Throughout the workforce, black women are paid 62 cents for every dollar that a white man earns. Low-income workers, predominantly women, constitute almost 70% of workers in jobs that pay less than $10 an hour. 
and Black and Latinas are overrepresented in those jobs. The current recession is hitting minority women the hardest, and there are two major reasons for this. First, the crisis has battered sectors where women's unemployment is concentrated, like restaurants, retail, hospitality, and healthcare. Second, coronavirus shutdowns have closed schools and daycares around the United States, keeping kids at home and making it even harder for parents, but especially mothers, who tend to provide the majority of childcare, to keep working. Here, LT shares why the pandemic presents an opportunity for employers to level the playing field. They say that the biggest segment is really Black women. And when you look at the Black community, you know, single motherhood is very high. And if the Black woman is being let out of work, that means there's more chance for families to go into poverty if they're not able to transition quickly. And this really is stemming from, you know, the lower paid jobs where, you know, Blacks and, and Latins are being affected highly. They're having a shorter one way for savings. And they sometimes don't have the resources to be more competitive for jobs that are out there. So I look at the Black and Latin community and saying, you're going to have to be beyond competitive and realistic of what's going on. In February, we were more of a candidate marketplace, meaning that there were more jobs than candidates that were willing to move forward in a transition. The pandemic has put so many businesses and so many people out of work or closing that we now have to take stock and look at what is the next step. So at this time, those that were affected by layoffs and COVID, they have a great opportunity to really take stock in what it is they were doing. If they thought they may have been in a dead end position or job, they have an opportunity to make change and prepare for a better outlook and in their future positions. As companies, we have the great task of being able to take a step back and look at ourselves and the, the rights and wrongs or things that need to make change. I mean, there's this huge culture shift that's an outcry right now for equality, diversity, and inclusion. And I always tell companies, you know, if you box yourself in, you will box yourself out. Right now, with the market force being mostly moving towards millennials and Gen Z, these candidates today are more purpose-driven than ever. And so I like to remind you know, the big employers, whether you're big or small, mom and pop, guys are watching you. You know, your employees are watching you, your customers are watching you, and talent is watching you to see how you operate. Right now, we have so many people giving beautiful soliloquies online about how they are here for the good fight or they're donating to different causes, but we can sense what is fake and what is real. And so there's going to be a, a checking through talent and the customers to find out if the company is authentic and their move towards more equality. And it's, I think it's a great time for that and a great way to open the conversation. Diversity and inclusion has been around for a while. This shouldn't have been something that now it's like a light bulb go off that we didn't do a good job at this. Why didn't you do a good job? Was it, why wasn't it a, 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 an initiative that was important to your organization? And lastly, uh, employers are going to have to know that their customers are watching what they do. And the customers are going to be able to see whether they want to work with this brand. There's a whole push in movement to replace certain spending trends with minority spending, which is going to eventually hurt the, the bottom line for a lot of these corporations. So they're going to have to really kind of, whether it's a Mitch or identify where they're lacking 
as opposed to brushing it under the rug. According to a CNN report in May, Goldman Sachs warned that the unemployment rate in the United States will peak at 25%, rivaling the worst period of the Great Depression. No matter where the unemployment peaks, economists have cautioned that it will take years, perhaps even more than a decade, to get the jobless rate back near pre-crisis levels. Goldman Sachs expects the unemployment rate to stand around 10% at the end of 2020. For context, that matches the worst levels of the Great Recession. And even by the end of 2021, Goldman Sachs sees unemployment above 8%. Here, Alti explains why the current situation might be worsening. Do I think that the unemployment numbers are going to be high? I do, because you've got to understand where May numbers went down and we were like, yay, hooray. You have to consider that those numbers went down based on companies receiving the PPP stipend and they had to hire back their teams. Those stipends were only eight to 10 weeks worth of revenue. So as those weeks get eaten up and if the company's revenues don't turn around, then guess what? You're going to see more layoffs. I'm really concerned about what the June numbers are going to look like and moving forward. Not to mention with the federal unemployment stipend, the $600 a week ending the end of July, that's going to cause a lot of people who had months to start preparing their resume, to start cleaning up their social media, to start applying for roles. They didn't. So July is going to be a mad rush. And it's going to be a lot of companies streamlining their operations to make sure that if there's a second or third wave of COVID that hits, they're prepared to move forward in it. People are preparing and, you know, cutting down, moving from office spaces, having teams work from home. And all those different things are going to be major factors in how people are going to be hired. So I think it's very important that we all look at, first, the, the unemployed, we're going to have to look at what jobs they can transition to with the skill set that they have. LT says if companies are serious about hiring more diverse candidates, then they need to align their recruitment strategies and, more importantly, their inclusion practices. I think that with the call and the outcry for equality right now may work in, in many people's favor, right? Definitely there's going to be a way that people are going to have to be buttoned up and polished as well as to present themselves in the most aggressive and competitive way possible. That's why I created thecandidates.com because while somebody is submitting a resume, our subscribers are able to present a video, the reference check, their personality assessment, up to four resumes, their interview calendar, like things that are going to make them a little bit more of a viable candidate as opposed to just a job seeker. So that's going to be paramount. I think also it's going to be the responsibility of companies, HR managers, to retool their job posts and to not just those that are seeking to do more diverse hiring, they're going to have to literally go to different outlets to garner the applications. Because think of it this way, if you're using just a job board to find people, you're hoping that people discover your job. You may have to look at Black organizations to market that your company has openings. You're going to definitely have to utilize the employees that you have to kind of get the word out on the street, what a great company is to work with and what's hired. You're going to have to start with HR revising the job post. Do you know that in America, we're taught to speak like white men? That's just the English vernacular. 
right? So there are words that are off-putting to women and minorities when they're looking at a job post and it doesn't encourage them to apply. So for instance, the word manager peppered through a job post tends to be one of those words that turns off women, turns off minorities. But if you replace it with the word like team leader, it's more inviting and it opens up the net. So there's a lot of things that I think this is going to be responsible for the candidate to look at as they're moving forward, making sure they're trying to find that company that's aligned from a purpose-driven perspective. The tokenistic efforts companies are making with quotas, targets, and blatant showcasing of women leaders does not create sustainable change. Once organizations appoint one woman to a senior leadership role, the chances of them appointing a second woman leader in a high-profile position reduces by about 50%. This is because workplaces have an implicit quota in place for hiring minorities. Having one female leader in place is evidence that your organization is supportive of gender equality. So ironically, when organizations appoint a woman leader, they're less likely to appoint any more. These efforts give women leaders a token status, and tokenism reduces women's legitimacy as they perceive to be hired because of their minority status and not their capability. Here, LT shares how women can avoid companies that are adopting a tokenistic approach. I think it's going to be important in hiring and with the candidates that people just don't jump to say, hey, I'm hiring this black person because it's going to look good for the numbers. They have to make sure whatever candidate they hire aligns with the company's mission and goals. You know, I've been in a situation where I've talked with candidates and they say, well, I got fired because I was black. That's a huge allegation. So I would like to know, why do you feel that way? What instances were documented within your hiring? And did you talk to HR about certain things that you saw that would lead you to think that way? And nine times out of 10, it's just something that's thrown out there for shock value or as an excuse. When we drill down to the reality of what happened in the relationship between employee and employer, they shouldn't have taken that job in the first place. They should have not engaged in a company that didn't align with some of their core values. And most people are just looking for a job. We try to get people to look for the career. You know, how can you turn this job into a lasting career? When I work with candidates, I always make them, if someone's going to work for my company, they have to actually write their job description. And I would encourage every person, before you start looking, think about what it is that you've done well, how you've succeeded. And literally, you know, if you were able to, if you were sales and you were able to exceed your quotas, look at those things and then write a job description based on what you've done. So you can say, I'm looking for someone that can do this, this, this. And I would bet you that if you walked in with a resume and say, this is the ideal job description for me. And it marries because people like, why do you want to work for this company? You know, I wrote a job description before I started my search and your position marries what my skill set and goals are. So it was very inviting to me. Imagine hearing that as an employer, you're like, wow, this person's well put together. And those are the types of things that individuals are going to really have to dive deep in and figure out. There's no more excuses. You're going to have the opportunity more than ever, I believe, moving forward to have a seat at the table at companies as a diversity hire. So you're going to have to be as well prepared as possible. 
With all the challenges racial and ethnic minority women are encountering during the pandemic, LT says the most important action to take during a job search is to manage your mental health. If you're unable to manage your emotions in a hard time like this, how are you going to manage it if you've got a tough client, a tough scenario in work? And sometimes you need high pressure situations to kind of stretch you to the next level. I always try to tell people in order to manage their emotions, they're going to have to sit with someone, a friend, a spouse, a parent, someone that knows them really well, and someone that is going to encourage them in the most positive way with the truth situation. And they're going to have to understand that they're not the only one going through this, which can be comforting and not at the same time, but it should be comforting to understand it's not my fault. If I was laid off and I was doing a great job, it's not my fault that I was laid off. This is the scenario that I'm in. They're going to have to try to not become angry (laughs) because of that situation. Why me? You know, why all the other people? It's just what has happened and you're going to have to now figure out what's next. You can't do that if you don't have a clear head, if you don't have clear counsel. Environments were extremely challenging for racial and ethnic minority women before the pandemic. Gendered racism creates numerous barriers throughout a career. But these challenges have been compounded by the pandemic, which is why companies need to step up their efforts to hire, advance and enable talented racial and ethnic minority women. Don't do this as a tokenistic effort. Do this because your organisation understands the incredible value that women bring to your company. The pandemic presents an opportunity for organizations to revisit their commitment to diversity and inclusion and truly create a culture that supports equality. Before you go, just a quick reminder that you can sign up to my monthly newsletter at michellepking.com. You can also reach out to me there for interview requests or to be featured on the show. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you all again next week. 